Hello, TMC. This is uh, Pastor Adam, and I'd like to welcome you to our Midweek Connection for May 16th, 2023. Before we dive into our spiritual emphasis for today, um, we just have a few quick announcements that we want to make sure that you are aware of. First and foremost, this past Sunday, we had a photo booth for Mother's Day at our church service. And so if you were a part of that and got your family's picture taken, uh, you want to be looking for our email blast this Friday, because in there will be a link link uh, where you can go view and download the uh, pictures that were taken this past Sunday. We'd like to thank Jesse Balmer for taking time out of his Sunday morning to uh, take those pictures and to provide that uh, service for us. But uh, be looking for this Friday for the email blast where you can view and download those uh, pictures. Uh, Secondly, we have just a few upcoming events that we wanted to make sure that you're aware of. First and foremost, uh, our Global Outreach Ministry. Uh, would like to invite you all to a missions dinner on May 27th. That's a Saturday night at 530 p.m. Uh, here you'll be able to uh, hear from some of our friends and our global partners, Tim and Martha, who are currently serving in a in a closed uh, country. Um, and they've been doing so for 24 years. And so we want to invite you to come and hear how God is working in their ministry, how you can partner with them. And then we'll also be taking up a free will offering uh, for them at that dinner. So we want to invite you to be a part of that event. Um, we'd also like to remind you of our upcoming uh, women's events snacks and favorite things on June 7th from 6.30 to 8.30. Uh, There is more information and ways for you to sign up for this event in the email blast either this last week or this upcoming week. On top of that, the the, the women's ministry uh, team would like to make you aware of an upcoming women's Bible study on Saturday mornings that'll be happening from 9.30 to 11.45, starting on June 10th. This study will run about three weeks and is going to be looking at God's word, its authority and sufficiency for our lives. And so we wanna make sure that you're aware of that and wanna encourage you to take advantage of this opportunity. Again, for more information or uh, on ways that you can sign up for this study, Uh, look at our email blast coming out this Friday. Last, but certainly not least, I personally want to invite you to participate in celebrating our graduating seniors. Uh, We just have a few short weeks left where our our seniors' baskets will be out in the cafe, and we want to encourage you to fill them up with uh, things that will help them in this upcoming year. Uh, For a list of ideas, Look back at last week's email blast or this upcoming email blast um, for different ideas and ways that you can participate in there. And if you're struggling with ways to give in that regard, look there for more information. But I want to encourage all of us to celebrate our youth and the accomplishments that they are uh, celebrating during this time by providing things that will help them this upcoming year. Uh, So now we'll transition to our spiritual emphasis. So on Sunday mornings, we are right in the middle of a series on what it looks like to be a witness. And so a couple weeks ago, Pastor Brett started by defining what it means to be the effective witness that Jesus calls us to be and the effective witness that we see in Acts 1.8. And he, he said that an effective and fruitful witness is a disciple of Jesus who is surrendered to the Spirit, focused on the kingdom, and engaged in the mission of Jesus. And so this last week, we started looking at what it means to engage in the mission of Jesus. And, and, and we saw this past week that an effective witness focuses and prioritizes three areas in their lives. 
An effective witness prays for the lost, cares for the lost, and shares with the lost. And we talked about how how all three of these priorities need to be present in our lives and how we can't prioritize one over the others and how we can't neglect one that we may be weak in or, 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 or another that we feel uncomfortable doing. We have to be engaged in all three areas. However, we did start with this area of prayer for a very specific reason. Because ultimately, although not any more important than the other priorities, prayer is the fuel that drives us as witnesses for Christ. It is through prayer that we are pushed, we are driven, and we are inspired to engage in being a witness for the cause of Christ. We must prioritize prayer in our lives. However, sometimes that's hard to do. We maybe don't know where to begin. We don't know what to say. And so so today, I want us to practice praying for the lost together. I want us to look at this time together as, as a time for us to really fuel up and get ready to engage in the entire process of being a witness. But it begins by us continually, regularly praying for the lost. And so here's what I want to do. It might be a little awkward. It might be a little weird, but I want us to practice together. And so I'm going to give us a prompt and then we're going to take a few moments to pray for the lost in silence. I'll give you a few minutes here on the video. And if you need more time, you can always just simply pause the video and continue praying. But I want to encourage you to fully engage in this practice today. And I want to encourage you as the week goes on and as the days go by and as we, as, as we move on to the next priorities that, that, that you maybe come back and reference this video and engage in this process. Or maybe you take some notes on how you can be actively praying for the lost. And so before we even begin, Before we bow our heads and close our eyes and start praying, I want us to get comfortable. This isn't something that I want us to rush through. So I want you to find a comfortable space and and really prepare your mind to engage in extended prayer for the lost. Maybe, maybe that means pausing the video for a few seconds and, and kind of clearing your mind. Maybe that means reading some scripture. Maybe, maybe that means stopping and, and, and actually saying a prayer to help you pray better. But whatever it is, take a few moments now, pause this video, and when you're ready, hit play again. But take a few moments to actually prepare your head and your mind to engage in prayer. I want us to begin our praying time together now by not actually praying for the lost themselves, but actually praying and thanking God for your salvation. Thank him for saving you from your sin and condemnation. Thank him for making you a believer in Christ Jesus. You know, it's by expressing gratitude to God for his gift of salvation that you have received and that you have been given that we, that you will then be reminded of the joy and peace that comes from knowing Christ. And it is by speaking the gospel to ourselves and reminding us of what we have that we will begin to to, to recognize how vital of a message it is that we have to share with those who have not received it. So to get started, take a few moments, bow your head, close your eyes, and thank God for your own salvation and ask Him to use you as an effective witness to bring others to Him.
What a gracious God that we serve. Let that be the foundation of our prayers and the foundation of us being an effective witness because we cannot share what we have not first received. And the, the fact that we have received this gift of salvation is truly a blessing for our lives. Secondly, I want us to spend some time seeking God's forgiveness for our own sins. Asking God to forgive you, acknowledging that we are not perfect and have our share of faults. This is a crucial step in the prayer process. Asking for forgiveness shows humility and a desire to do better. And so by seeking forgiveness, we become more empathetic towards others' struggles and can, be, and can better intercede on their behalf. And so as you pray for the lost, let's, let's take a few moments now to confess your sins and seek God's forgiveness in your own life. Take a few moments, confess any sin that might be in your life right now. Next up, I want us to actually now pray for the souls who need God's saving grace. Maybe you find that note guide from Sunday where we wrote down some of the names of people in our lives that don't know Christ. Commit just a few moments for each name on that list, that God would, would open their eyes to the truths of the gospel and that, that their hearts would be softened and open to hearing the good news of Jesus. Ask that God would draw them to himself and reveal himself to them in their need. Let's pray. Let's not just pray that they would come to know Christ, but let's pray for, for, for any needs or struggles that these people may have in their lives. You may not know what their needs and struggles are, and that's, that's okay. But if you do, pray for those needs and their struggles on those people's behalf. And pray that God would use those needs and those struggles to open their eyes to their need of God in their lives. Take a few moments. Next up, just like we talked about on Sunday, as we intercede for the lost and are praying for the lost, it's not just important that we pray for them, but that we also pray for other believers. 
those other believers in our lives who are, are have the same challenges that we do in being an effective witness for the sake of the gospel. So, so pray for other believers who are also praying for the lost as well. Ask God to energize them and strengthen them in their faith. Ask God to use them as an effective witness in the lives of those around them who don't know Christ. Ask God to grant them boldness in sharing and effectiveness in communicating the gospel message. And ask that God would give the lost in their lives ears to hear the message of hope. I don't know who that may be in your life. Maybe it's someone from your ABF. Maybe it's the people in your life group. Maybe it's the people you sit next to on a Sunday morning. Maybe it's your parents or your siblings or whoever it may be. But lift up other believers in your life that they would engage in being an effective witness in the lives of those around them. And lastly, for today, I want us to end our time of praying for the lost with just some time of thanksgiving. Thanking God again for our salvation, but also thanking him for the opportunity we have to be used as instruments in his ultimate redemptive plan. Take some time and express the gratitude that you have in your heart for all of God's goodness in your life and acknowledge his continued faithfulness in your life and in the lives of of others. Let's pray. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, comes the hard part. Let's repeat that. Let's do that regularly. Let's even think about doing that daily. It didn't take us very long to do that. And so I want to encourage you to find ways to incorporate these types of prayers into your daily life. Some of the things that I like to do to engage in this process is, is, is prayer walk your neighborhood. Walk around and, and, and see the houses and, and, and interact with the people. Ask them even personally while you're walking what you can be praying for them about. Look for clues, whether that's, that's a, a, a local baseball sign in the yard or uh, um, a jungle gym in the backyard or kids playing in the front yard and pray for those individuals. Pray for them by name if you know them. Or if you don't, pray that God would open the door for you to learn their names and begin to learn more about who they are so that then can guide your time of prayer. Another thing that I love to do is actually set reminders on my phone. In fact, this past week, I, I set one up to go off every day at 1.08 p.m. to remind me to pray for the lost. I chose that time because Acts 1.8 goes off at 1.08 to remind me that I am called to be a witness for the gospel. 
And to do that, I need to be in prayer for the lost. So I set up that reminder on my phone. I've heard of other people. Uh, in fact, just this past Sunday, uh, someone from our congregation told me that, that they have note cards at their dining room table. And every, every night when they sit down to have dinner with their family, they, they, they pull out a couple note cards with maybe different names or different prompts. Maybe use the prompts from, from our video today. And, and you write them on note cards and you have them there. And you just take a couple and you spend a few moments before you eat praying for the lost. Guys, there are so many ways that we can do that, that we can engage in praying for the lost on a regular basis. And it's something we're called to. It's something that that, that God wants for us to rely on the Holy Spirit as we engage in the process of being witnesses. What's important is that you find a way to help you engage in this process. So if you need help or you have questions, come talk to me, come talk to Pastor Brett, uh, come talk to Pastor Mike when he gets back. We would love to help you engage in this process and, and, and help you find ways to be the witness. Because remember, caring for the lost and, and, and sharing with the lost, those are two vitally important priorities in our lives, but it begins and it's fueled by intercessory prayer. There is a link between sharing the gospel and praying for the, for, for the lost in our lives. And we cannot unlink those two from each other. So be diligent. Be bold in your prayers. Be regular in your prayers for the lost. You know, I'm, I'm excited for this series to continue. This upcoming Sunday, we'll be looking at the priority of caring for the lost and what that looked like in the lives of the church in Acts, in the life of Jesus, and what that can look like and should look like in our lives as we um, try to engage in being the effective witness that God has called us to be. So I hope you'll join us. I hope I'll see you there. God bless. We'll see you then.